Coaching Mums Limited is an executive coaching company specialising in parenting and education, made for mums by mums. We coach, train, empower, support, resource mums to take their next best step. Family, work, life, home, business, marriage, children, relationships, health, mental, emotional wellness, spiritual health. What is your next best step? Visit teachingmums.com today. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. and welcome to the Each Mum, Reach Mum, Teach Mum podcast. So today is Tune In Tuesday. Okay, mums, it's absolutely phenomenal the things I have coming your way. So basically, um, when I started teaching mums a number of years ago, we only officially launched in January of this year, but teaching mums started off as a blog um, back in 2016 because I qualified as a teacher even though I'd worked in education since I was 16 as a nursery support worker, teaching assistant, um, cover supervisor, higher level teaching assistant, supply. I did all of those things but then when our daughter was in year six we decided that was the year for me to qualify so that as she's going into secondary school I can begin working full-time. But the most embarrassing thing happened to me. I went to a training session as a newly qualified teacher. There were maybe 30 members of staff and the lady running the training training session played a video. And she said, we've been using videos with subtitles to help children understand that they really do know how to build their confidence. And of course, to my absolute delight, they played let it go from frozen now let me tell you something and i'm not ashamed i know every single word i know all the actions i know um when to come in when to leave the room and i sang along to frozen in my best um x factor makes britain's got talents voice and the room was deathly silent and everybody looked at me nobody knew the words Nobody else was singing along. Nobody else was standing up. Nobody else was doing the actions. And I sat down and I suddenly realized I was the only mum in the room. And and that's when it hit me that (laughs) as much as that wasn't, wasn't probably the best time to shine and share my singing skills and my knowledge of Frozen with 29 other people, a room of men and women. Um, I think one of which was the head teacher at the school I was working in. I don't, I don't work at the school now for obvious reasons. Um, I realised I was the only mum in the room and I searched and searched all day for a group of mums to share horror stories about trying to get dressed in the dark whilst your husband is asleep and trying to um, remember all the things you're supposed to do um, for your teenager that week and make sure your bags are packed for work and make sure they have their PE kit 
and make sure you don't miss any appointments. I couldn't find anybody. Now, it's not to say there weren't any other mums at that training session, but I suddenly realised, and it was almost like a wrecking ball. It hit me that I was the one that was going to make a change in the education scene. I wanted mums to receive high quality training. I didn't want mums to go into a room feeling like the odd one out or the bottom of the barrel or not good enough to be there or actually I need to go and express milk in a few hours so um, there's no point in paying attention. Mums should be receiving the highest quality training because we are the ones who are bringing the most to the working market. We're flexible, we're reliable, we work. We can work long hours, we're creative, we're empathetic, we're confident, we're passionate. We should be upskilling mums every day of the week so that when they're ready to go back to work or start a business or have more children, which is really like starting a brand new business, okay? It's a job. That's when it hit me. And that's how Teaching Mums was born. I thought, well, okay, I'm a teacher and I'm a mum, but I've got a responsibility to teach mums how to develop their professional profile in public. And FYI, that's not by singing Frozen at the top of your voice um, at a staff training day. So tune in Tuesday. Today is about your CPD, your continual professional development. Now I do have a few blogs on this. So if you go over to teachingmums.com now and just scroll down. And if you're a member of the um, teachingmums.com site, you will receive a newsletter three times a week. You're welcome to sign up if you haven't already signed up. It's completely free. You get a link to the show and a blog link too. If you're not a member and you haven't signed up for our newsletters, quickly head over to teachingmums.com. You can do it now whilst you're listening to me and just scroll down about what CPD is and what it is not. Now, CPD has become like a dirty word and it's only being used for teachers, but I've decided I'm taking CPD back, guys. And... It's something that I want to use to develop mum's professional profile. So today is going to be language training. Hi. (laughs) So I am by nature and in many senses of the word, a linguist. I've been talking probably before the age of one. You can check with my mum. And I can speak English, German, conversational Italian and very basic um, French and Spanish. I can also read Latin. And I do understand my mother tongue, which is tree, and my husband's mother tongue, which is Ghana. Those are the two of the two of the biggest languages in Ghana. Now I know what you're thinking. Why and how can I speak so many languages? And I and I'm gonna explain something to you. So two things. Languages were compulsory at my secondary school. So I did not like languages. I just had to do them. I then realized I developed a knack. I had a natural talent for them. So I became proficient in German and Italian and a few other things along the way. My first degree was in German. So I studied German for four years, history, politics, literature, grammar, translation um, and syntax. What I realized, and this is where it's really important for you now, mum, as um, a working professional in London, having an additional language gave me an edge. It, it really, really did, because when people looked at my CV, I'm black, British, Ghanaian, by heritage. Um, it was really, really unusual 
for them to interview somebody who was a qualified teacher and who could speak three languages. And they asked me, you know, when I had the time to do all of these things. And a lot of the skills I picked up, I picked up as a young mom. I would put um, my daughter to sleep at six o'clock. Yes, I said it, 6 p.m. Um, and she would just have to stay in bed until at least 5 a.m. the next day, which gave me um, almost 12 hours a day to read and to study. So I know some of you might be thinking, well, you know, I'm not really a linguist and I've left it too late. Um, there's no such thing. So I'd encourage you, your um, CPD for today, part of your continual professional development, is to pick up a language. Now, this is going to be harsh. So what I would say is if English is your first language, of course, perfect English. I still perfect English and English is my first language. I was born in London, but I still find ways to develop my language skills in English because that is what I'm putting or I was putting on CVs before I started my own business as my first language. Now, if you put English as your first language and you're not proficient in English, you're really then a liar. And people will look at you and think, oh, okay. Because I've had people say to me, before I open my mouth, they'll say to me, oh, were you born in London? And then when I start to speak, they say, oh, oh, you, you, don't, you don't sound like you're from Ghana or you don't sound like you're from Africa. But what does that sound like? Please do not confuse being not being from London or being black with not being able to speak English properly. Okay, so I make it my business to improve my language proficiency in English. That's the first thing, because remember, there is a register that we can use with our friends and our loved ones and um, our children. But it's not the same register that we can use in interviews and in meetings, doctor's appointments. And some people um, sometimes scorn me for this. And people say to me, oh, you know, well, you know, you're really, really posh. And, oh, you talk too much or you don't sound black. And I don't think that being educated is synonymous for not sounding black. Black people are educated. I think anybody can be educated, no matter what color you are. And you don't have to sound like any particular race to be well-spoken. And actually, a lot of organizations, especially during the current climate, will interview you over the phone. They will interview you by video and your voice is one of the most marketable things you have about you. And it's something that you can use to really win people over. Think about how much you use your voice with your children. You can say, no, actually, stop that now. Oh, I'm really sorry that you had such a bad day. Oh, that's really funny. You can do so many things with your voice. And I really want you to think about how developing your proficiency in English can help you professionally. That's the first thing. Now, when it comes to foreign languages, this for me is a little bit controversial because I'm really, if I'm really honest, I wish I was as proficient in tree and ga as in my home languages as I was in German and Italian. And, and I'm not, and I'm a little bit embarrassed about that but I still feel that there's time for me to develop my language skills. My husband and I will speak tree at home, um, especially if we don't, like, we don't want the children to know what we're talking about. So I can speak the language, but I'm determined before I'm 40 to be absolutely fluent so that when I go to Ghana, um, people don't call me the English lady, which, <laughs> which still happens now. Okay, so learning a foreign language, if we have a home language, definitely master it because if you have a home language or community language or a mother tongue which could be anything from 
Patua to French, if you're in, from a French-speaking part of the world, to um, Ibo or Yoruba, any of the languages that you speak at home or that may be familiar in your family environment, there's nothing wrong with having that as your additional skill on your CV. I mean, if you are at home speaking Urdu or Bengali or something, why why wouldn't you put that on your CV? Why wouldn't you say to your employers, I'm bilingual? You are bilingual. If you can speak more than one language, you are bilingual. Just because it might not be as good as maybe your grandparents or your parents, if your parents are not born here, it does not completely um, write you off as being bilingual. So master your first language whether it's english or not of course if you're working in an english-speaking country i'd strongly encourage you to master english i'll give you some tips at the end on what you can do to boost your english language skills the second thing is to pick up a foreign language now i would encourage you because i didn't do this start with your home language if you can listen to stories in your home language youtube videos music listen to your home language and try and master that and put that on your cv girl and then the third thing is um, what people would consider a modern foreign language, which for all purposes is called a European language. It could be a European language. It could be um, a Middle Eastern language. It could be Arabic. When I think of modern foreign languages, I only think of the big four, German, French, Spanish, Italian, but that does not rule out doing um, learning Mandarin or um, Japanese. You know, there's, there's so many languages that you can I have to be really careful because I don't know some of the names of the um, Eastern Asian language and I don't just want to say Japanese and Chinese because that's really, really wrong. But you understand what I'm trying to say. Learning a modern foreign language doesn't just have to be European languages, but if you're going to be working around Europe, it makes more sense to learn a European language. Now, the way that I learned German is this. I did German at school for seven years, from year seven up to um, upper sixth. And um, we did German every day, three or four times a week. We had vocabulary, we had um, audios we had to listen to, we had to do tests. But obviously, I, I left school, I'm in my 30s, so I left school nearly 20 years ago. Um, it was about 18 years ago, including sixth form. But what I do now to build up my language skills is I will still read books in German. I will still listen to German um, podcasts. I will still watch German films with English subtitles and it's on my CV. So next week's Tune In Tuesday will be about how to embellish your CV without lying. Nobody's trying to interview someone who's climbed Mount Everest in their heart, okay? Keep your CV nice and neat and honest. So learning a foreign language is actually not as difficult as people think. So there's a couple of things I use. I use the Duolingo um, podcast, absolutely phenomenal for learning a language on the go. So this is why this CPD is for mums, because I'm not expecting you to go and do a language degree with your newborn baby. Now, sweetheart, if that's what you want, go ahead and get it, okay? But what I'm talking about is learning on the go. So CPD for mums is not just one Saturday or one embarrassing afternoon singing Frozen at the top of your voice. It's actually about, I have an hour and I'm going to express some milk and I also want to pick something up. You can just download in um, your podcast app on Spotify or um, Apple iTunes. Just type in the language you want to learn and you will find a whole host of people, natives, it's really important the person teaching you the language is native or as close to native as possible. So if they're fluent, they're potentially near native, even better if they're native, okay? So that's born in the country or has lived in the country for a number of years. 
They will be teaching you the language, the context, the politics surrounding the use of the language. But most importantly, you will actually be hearing the language used in its natural environment. And it's really important when you're building your language skills that you do them in an, in as, an authentic way as you possibly can. Because at the moment, traveling is limited, so you may not necessarily be able to go to the country of the target language, which is the language you're learning, but you may be able to watch a video about you know, the history of France or about what happened in Spain when Catalan was trying to get their independence or what happened in Spanish parts of, um, Spanish speaking parts of um, South America. Portuguese speaking parts of America, whatever your language is, find out where the language is being used. So those are two things that are really important for you today for your professional profile moms. Mastering English, especially if English is your first language. Mastering English if that is um, the main language of where you live and work. Developing your home language proficiency and then picking up um, a modern foreign language, which could be from Eastern Asia, Europe, anywhere around the world that doesn't speak English, you are able to find a way to learn one of those languages. Now, the reason I'm saying all of these things is because you have to think, um, and this is not me being negative, this is just statistics. One in three women are, women are not returning to work because they are taking on the childcare responsibility or they can't afford to pay childcare from the salary that they would earn along with their spouse's salary. This is not single parents, this is in a two-parent family. One in three mums are staying um, are staying behind. Now, some of these statistics are a little dated, but it's been within the past two or three years, I was doing some research and I thought, well, why are mums not being able to return to work? Now, if you don't want to return to work, that's absolutely fine. I work from home. I'm not going to tell people, go out there and work and kill it. No, you have to do what's right for your family. So if you don't want to return to work, that's absolutely fine. But the, the statistics were showing that actually these women wanted to return to work, could not afford to because the spouse or partner was earning more and they couldn't sacrifice their salary to allow the mum to return to work and pay the childcare. So guess what? Mummy's at home, loving it, hopefully, looking after children. Now, I feel and I believe that if mums are upskilled, if they never decide to go back to work but want to, they can work from home. Now, you can't work from home if you don't have the skills to work from home. And I feel and I strongly believe that if you are able to update your professional profile once a week or once a month, you can begin to take on roles from home. This is even during nursing. Some people work during their time of breastfeeding and expressing, you can, that's your choice. It's absolutely your choice. But if you decide to start working before you stop breastfeeding, something like having a language can open up so many doors for you. Let me give you an example. So if you become proficient in a language, let's say you give the language learning an hour of airtime each day. That's 365 hours of language learning you will definitely be at a level of holding a conversation by the end of the year. If you practice and you're committed and you're consistent, because by the end of my first year of learning German, of course I was only 11, I was able to hold a conversation in German. And that then opens up the working market to um, some potential customer service work online with a language marketing company, or it could be any kind of company 
who has asked you to have a language skill as well as customer service skills? Can you see where I'm going with this? If you become even more proficient, if you have a natural knack for languages and you get to fluent within a year or 18 months of learning a language, you can then develop conversations with potential clients for a company in the target language. If your home language is, let's say, Mandarin, you could work with Mandarin clients for a company. Even more than just speaking, you could take on translation work, paid translation work, which you could do from home. All they do is send you the I've done translation work. It's phenomenal. I did that most of the way through university. You, um, They send you the files as a Word document. You translate it to native level quality and they pay you for the time that you spent on it. I know what you're thinking. Why on earth would I create, create more work for myself when I already have a full and busy family life? This is optional. It's completely optional. But what I will say is that if you can learn on the go and do two jobs at once, you're actually not using any more time. So the way that I learn at the moment is if I'm washing up, I will have podcasts playing in the background on a topic that I do not understand because for the 20 minutes or 30 minutes I may be cleaning the kitchen, I also have 30 minutes available to top up my Spanish, for example, or top up my French through podcasts. If you're on a feeding rotor and you're feeding, breastfeeding every two hours and your baby's asleep, because I think breastfeeding can be used as bonding times. So if your baby's awake, of course you want to be talking to your baby, singing to them, you know, loving them. I don't necessarily think it's necessary to listen to a podcast then, but if your baby's nursing and asleep, then you have, depending on how long you're breastfeeding, some people breastfeed for 20 minutes, some people breastfeed for 45 minutes, some babies are latched on for an hour. If your child is asleep for an hour, my goodness, I mean, of course you can watch TV or, you know, but you could also use that hour multiple times a day to top up your, um, your knowledge you know, your knowledge bank. And I am a mum and I know how difficult it is to juggle everything, but I'm also talking from experience. I breastfed, you know, and whilst I breastfed, when she was asleep, I would have, you know, a book open that I could kind of look over her tiny head of curls and kind of, oh, I didn't know that. Um, I'd listen to things um, and it was hard, but it also, absolutely made me feel like a superhero so by the time I went to sleep I'd say to myself well all I've done today is bathe and breastfeed I also learned about how the German language and English language came from the same place I know it's a lot to think about but I'm here to upskill you so that when the podcasts are off when you're ready to go back out to work If you decide to start a business, if you decide to start homeschooling, you are fully skilled. Now, it's not to say that you're not skilled already. All I want to do is draw them out. How does that sound? Now, it's really important that you have high quality expert knowledge from me. I wouldn't give you anything less. 
And so today has just been about updating your professional profile by developing your language skills. It's completely free. The podcasts are free. The Each Mum, Reach Mum, Teach Mum show is absolutely free. I strongly encourage you to develop your English skills, even if you are articulate and well-spoken and well put together, find tasks each day that will build your language skills. What I do is I read every day for at least 25 minutes. I read a hard copy of a book. I have two or three books on my device. I use the Elevate app and I play lots of Scrabble. (laughs) Um, That's how I'm building my English skills and I try to listen to things that are not necessarily pertinent to my community to find out what's happening in the world, current affairs. Because of the pandemic, I only watch the news once a day because to be honest with you, it's just just depressing and really, really, really sad. So I listen to the news once a day, but I will um, make the time to find out what's happening elsewhere. And this is where the podcasts come in really handy. So for example, things like, you know, BBC Africa or Duolingo, where they will take stories from, Spanish-speaking countries around the world, they will read a little to you, they will speak to you in Spanish and then translate in English. Speak to you in Spanish, translate in English and that is um, how they immerse you in the language because you can't be in the country. Okay, so developing your English skills, whether you're native or not, because you may or may not be working in in an English-speaking country. The second thing I said was to develop your home language skills. So. For us, it's tree and guard. Those are our two languages that we use in our family. And I am developing my confidence in speaking them because because I understand them relatively well, but confidence in speaking them um, because I'm proud of where I come from. I'm proud of the way I look. I love my heritage and I'm not ashamed to use the languages that I've been blessed with. The The third thing was to take up a modern foreign language and this doesn't have to cost you anything. It doesn't have to cost you any more time. You can learn languages on the go through podcasts, YouTube videos. You could actually watch cartoons with your children in the target language. They will pick up the language and you will pick up the language. It's phenomenal. We're gonna take a short break and I'm gonna wrap this episode up. This is the first session of Tuning Tuesday. I hope you have enjoyed the talk. Of course, if you have questions or you want to um, get in touch with me or you are interested in learning a language, I am qualified to teach German and English. (laughs) So you're welcome to get in touch with me, Lulu at teachingmums.com. I also do the dummy run of interview preparation. So when I say dummy run, I don't mean that either of us are dummies, just that I pretend to be the interviewer, which is a bit of role play. And you are the potential employee. I ask you harrowing questions and you explain to me why I should give you the job. Now, doing this builds confidence. It helps us to develop Um, common turns of phrases that can be used in interviews and not sound too twee Um, and it also means that you have an opportunity to ask hard questions like you know what do I do if they ask me something that I don't know and the truth is just say to them I actually don't know and it's never crossed my mind but what's really important to me is 
those are the kind of things that I'm here to support you with. You're really, really important to me. And I hope that this show has blown your mind and has given you food for thought. See you next time. Bye-bye. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. Have you left a review? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love your feedback. Send your comments, quotes, requests to lulu at teachingmums.com and leave a review. By leaving a review, it means that this podcast is able to reach hundreds and hundreds of mums just like you. The aim of the Each Mum, Reach Mum, Teach Mum podcast is to enable mothers across the globe to positively and safely develop their professional profile and their role at home in such a way that those quiet moments can be enjoyed just as much as the moments where we're juggling 45 things at once. Thank you so much for listening in today. I look forward to sharing with you again. Bye-bye.